Hi everybody and welcome to a very special episode of 28 Days Later. I'm Sophie, joined as always by my co-host Hannah. Hello! Hello and welcome once again to my closet. Yeah, and we have a very, very special guest this week. Uh, Hannah and I are joined by our mom, Eve. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Eve. I'm Hannah and Sophie's (laughs) mom. (laughs) We're doing a very special uh, quarantine edition, and we are all on uh, video chat recording as we are all sheltering in place in our respective spaces. So, mom... Just so the listeners know, they have a, they're starting to get a sense of Hannah and I and our sort of journey into becoming horror fans. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about how you feel about scary movies? How I feel? Well, I learned a long time ago that I don't handle suspense and very well, and I handle horror and that type of suspense even worse. So the kids know, Sophie and Hannah are well aware that when we watch movies, scary movies, at home, I would never watch one in a theater, but when we watch them at home, anytime it gets tense, I go into the kitchen to make a cup of tea, put the water on. Or you have some other kind of chore that needs to be done right at that moment. Right then. Yes. And so I am not a big fan of um, horror movies uh, because what tends to happen is I will focus on one particular image or scene in a movie and then have nightmares about that. Yeah. Uh, So it disturbs. Like when you saw Poltergeist in college? Yes, yes. You thought the tree outside your dorm room looked like that? Poltergeist was a terrible experience. (laughs) <laughs> and my my best friend, who was my roommate in college, she told me it, and I went to see it, and I had nightmares, and I ended up waking her up in the middle of the night and asking if I could sleep in her room. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... We would be remiss to not say that you have really been coming out of your shell as far as horror movies because uh, since I do tweet with BGH over with the Bloody Good Horror Crew, you have you got a yep. Twitter account and you watch scary and movies with us. And my Twitter name is going to make tea because that's what <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. That is what she does. Although it's been pretty great because uh, it's been, for me anyway, it's been a great bonding experience. I learned this past weekend, we did a tweet with BGH where we watched the remake of Fright Night starring Anton Yelkin and Imogen Poots and Tony Collette and Colin Farrell. Uh, and you joined us and texted me not very long into the movie to tell me that you hate vampires. And I have to say, Mom, that for a brief moment, I thought you were referencing the movie Lost Boys which Hannah and I will be watching in virtual brunch ah. over the weekend. Uh, and hopefully we'll get you to join, although it, it is vampire related. <laughs> um, but there's a great line in that movie where the grandpa says, the thing I hate about Santa Carla, all oh, the damn vampires. <laughs> so I thought, I just thought you were being, you know, making a really oh. great uh, yes. Lost Boys reference. But I learned anyway. that you do not like <laughs> vampires. <laughs> um, I have a question, Mom. Does it make you more or less freaked out by the movie Poltergeist? To know that the scene toward the end when the mom falls in the pool and it's full of, like, 
corpse, like decaying corpses and skeletons, that they used real bodies. Oh, that is terrible. Because <laughs> it was cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could have predicted that that would have been mom's reaction to that fact. I hope I didn't just give you yeah. nightmares. <laughs> Although, Mom, I'm really glad you said that, because I think, uh, as I'm a very wimpy horror fan, I feel like that's a very relatable experience. I feel like everyone, even folks who uh, have had their sense of fear dulled by years and years of horror fans or horror films, I think even they have movies that they saw when they were young or that really stuck with them. Like, there are definitely movies where I will have one or two scenes that I will still have nightmares about. Um, and Jeremy knows this about me, but, uh, Halloween, uh, Michael Myers and Halloween, that was the first horror movie I ever saw. And I still, to this day, I have Michael Myers nightmares on a regular basis. (laughs) (laughs) So it's still my favorite horror movie, but, uh, I guess that's never going to go away. Well, let's just, let's just Um, say that just to set the scene and make, make it clear how poorly I handle suspense and scary movies. Uh, right before I got married in 1985, I saw a movie called The Jagged Edge, it, which, which was not a horror movie per se. It was a murder mystery type of um, movie. But the, it was the husband killed his wife and stabbed her multiple times and and the beginning scene is the actual murder. And that stuck with me. Uh, and I had gotten married in October. So I saw the movie probably in October. And in December or January, when your dad was sent out of town uh, and I was alone in my apartment in Delaware, for the three months that he was out of town, I slept on a, a single twin-size futon in my walk-in closet because I thought that if anyone came into the apartment looking to do me harm, they would think no one was home and they would leave. And I was 25 <laughs> years old and I slept in the closet for three months. <laughs> Mom, you got married when you were 25? Yes. Wow. That doesn't make me question anything about the way I'm living my life. <laughs> uh, Hannah, since you have Just your so older sister knows. on the call, <laughs> if you since you have your older sister on the call, I would maybe uh, keep your baby child comments to yourself. Well, on a related note... So on a related note, I just wanted to ask mom real quick if it was confusing for her to see me in the closet. Right. Well, yeah, I thought that that was appropriate. Since that ship has passed. (laughs) You were in the closet just as I was in the closet. Yes. Oh, mommy, that's not what I meant. (laughs) I know. Um, so how are you both, how are you both holding up in the, in the current state of things? Mom, how have you been doing in uh, Gettysburg, I'm loving it. <laughs> and you're working from home, right? right? You're working and, from and home. And working from home is what I wanted to do for many years. So even though the <laughs> current state of affairs in the Berg 
is uh, a little different than normal with most everything being closed. I'm still enjoying uh, being able to work from from my Gettysburg address. Yeah. Now, just to be clear, you're not still going to the YMCA. They closed that. Shut it. Just shut it down. Yep. (laughs) We got we got really sad news in Kansas City today, which is that. there's a restaurant here in Kansas City called Beignet. It's a New Orleans-style restaurant. And when I came out to Kansas City to interview for my job, uh, I was here the day before my birthday. And my very dear friend Sarah, who was living at Omaha in Omaha at the time, drove all the way to Kansas City from Omaha, which is about a three- or four-hour drive, just to take me to lunch for my birthday. And she took me to this New Orleans restaurant because she had been on a trip to Kansas City a couple months before and she and I met in New Orleans and so she wanted to take me there and they announced today that they are going out of business because they are no longer to stay no no longer able to stay open um during this crisis so I too love Beignet oh man yeah so I'm very bummed because they had really good they had really really good food there was a New Orleans themed restaurant in Chicago in Wicker Park near where I work called Vivolet um, that went out of business like a week before all of this started. Um, so it didn't oh, go out wow. of business because of this, but I, I mean, if it hadn't right. been, it definitely would by now, but I, it, it was a great restaurant. And I remember like, I was like, man, I've been there in forever. I should go there. And I went to look at like, um, it's times on Google and it's just said like permanently closed. I was like, oh man. Well, dear listeners, what you missed in the interim is approximately 45 million years of technical difficulties. <laughs> and we just want you to know that if you are also experiencing a slower internet now that everyone is at home, we feel your pain. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, we're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. So I think before the cut, we were talking about restaurants. But last week, we talked a little bit about things we've been cooking while we've been at home and Hannah and mom, I wanted to know if you had cooked anything that you were especially, especially excited about, uh, in the last couple weeks while you've been home. Um, I got one that I bet mom would like the sound of, um, for dinner, uh, Doug and I were fasting for, uh, Good Friday and Holy Saturday this weekend. Um, so to break our fast on Friday, I made, like linguine with a creamy mushroom sauce and I put asparagus and um like mussels in it so that was a pretty exciting one and then um I'm about to make it we're about to have taco night after this and I'm gonna make my tacos with uh cauliflower so I'm pretty stoked about that too uh Jeremy and I sound lovely Jeremy and I love doing um, roasted broccoli tacos, and we actually did that over the weekend. So I, um, I feel is you that on, on the nights cauliflower. when you both agreed like no sex will be had under any circumstances. <laughs> Why? What do you have against? What's your beef with broccoli, dude? Everybody knows broccoli makes you fart. <laughs> Why do you think that broccoli would make you fart more than cauliflower? They're both cruciferous vegetables. I never said cauliflower doesn't make me fart. How do you know? Doug and I also don't have the same feelings about cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> there was a handshake agreement when we went to the grocery store that said we're not going to have sex on Monday. And mom is like, I'm so glad I'm here on this podcast with my two darling daughters that used to be tiny, tiny children. 
<laughs> oh my god wait so mom did you listen to our episode when we talked about the fits about the what the movie the fits oh no nope not oh, yet oh because there's something i definitely have some questions about <laughs> this would be a great time to confront you but <laughs> oh no I guess I'll wait. you can i think you can ask her you can I think ask. you can ask her. We've got her on the show. She's a captive uh, audience. That's right. I told a story on that uh, episode about, um, well, I called I called both you and Dad out for not really ever giving me any type of, like, the talk ever. I know. <laughs> failed. <laughs> but it was funny um, because Hannah was like, and our parents didn't do anything. And I was like, mom and I had several like hour long talks and she bought me all kinds of books and I had all that stuff. And Hannah was like, I didn't get any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally And failed. I said like, total fail. <laughs> I said, uh, I said one time I asked you about it cause I saw an episode of growing pains and you were like, we don't really got to talk about that. <laughs> I remember. And, um, and then there was another time, another story that I talked about um, um, when I was a, a younger age. I don't remember how old I was. When she was a young you, warthog. <laughs> that you, um, like, opened the door on me while I was, like, basically, like, rubbing up against a teddy bear. Do you remember that? Oh, my. I do not. <laughs> I do not. I okay, wish I wish I could somehow it, so it's probably capture this video like, chat. Wiped it. <laughs> if you've wiped that from your memory, it's probably for the best. <laughs> this is the I best wish that's I could ever too. happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, my just, goodness. Yeah, just let that go, because I don't remember. <laughs> Mom, it's a, it's like, a very special episode. Because Hannah I did the moment about... I closed the door. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you guys hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I was going to say, like, you, you're just Mom, you will especially... <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I keep trying to say things and everyone's talking over me and I'm worried that the sound is cut out. But uh, I look, look at honestly, me. I'm not look even going to. I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit this out. I just want the listeners at home to know what it's like for me when I'm back in Delaware trying to get a word in edgewise. And we have a brother, too. So it's like you think Hannah has a lot of energy. He and he and or she and Ryan are like energizer bunnies and it's impossible. Um I always tell Jeremy that like any partner of ours that can like come in and meet all five siblings and hang in there when everyone's like talking at the same time, I'm like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be good. If you can one time, if you can make it work, you're in, you're good to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, mom, I'm excited. We'll have to have you back on after you listen to the episode because Hannah also makes a joke about what she thought sex was since no one ever gave her the talk. And, uh, Oh boy. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be listening to that podcast as soon as we're finished here. 
<laughs> this is great. We're going to have, I'm sure, like a phenomenal group chat, group chat going on. Uh, I feel like, Hannah, while we're quarantined, we should have each of our family members on the show so that they can, like, respond to things we've said about them on the podcast. I feel like that would be great for everybody except for uh, Tim, who would just kind of be like, okay. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say it'd be fine for everyone, except it'd be super awkward to have dad on and be like, so dad, (laughs) did you listen to that episode where we talked about how Hannah thinks when you have sex, it involves an armpit and peanut butter? I'm like, hey, dad, I hope you didn't listen to that episode where I told that story about the movie theater. (laughs) Um... For people who listen to this show, Hannah and I do have a foolproof system in which we text everyone in our family sometimes and you're like, you can't listen to this episode. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> um, but I guess, Mom, since you're on this one, it's going to be parent approved automatically. Uh, yeah, obviously, yes. So uh, sure. don't, and don't yet say anything I that you're going to regret if your son hears it. <laughs> and I can't confirm that I will speak any differently than I normally would. <laughs> Just because you're here. <laughs> Well, I would, I would hope that you would, I hope you would speak as you normally would. (laughs) Uh, All right, ladies, well, let's get into it. As you, (laughs) as you all know, uh, Hannah has given me a a nice ribbing on the show for always giving everything four or five Bloody Marys. And so as a response, I thought I would pick something that I knew would not rise to that caliber of rating, and so this week we are covering the 2011 film *The Roommate*. Uh, for those of you who have not seen it, it's streaming on Netflix. It stars Minka Kelly as a 30-year-old college freshman <laughs> who <laughs> goes to her first semester at ULA, mm-hmm. um, only to discover that her roommate, Leighton Meester, is a little bit kooky. And uh, has some boundary issues. And so we're going to talk about it. Um, Mom, since this is your first episode, can you give me like a brief rundown of sort of how you felt about this movie when you watched it? Well, so I thought that the the main character, not the roommate. Can't remember her name now. Sarah. Sarah is Sarah. the main roommate, and then Rebecca is right. the okay. crazy one. Sarah and Rebecca. Don't feel okay, pressure so though, Mom, because I almost never remember anyone's names, and we always end up giving them names or calling them by other things they've been in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, famously, yeah. famously, we had Detective Allstate in our first episode, so right. Yes, character names are not important. Okay, so Sarah, I thought that um, I thought that everything sort of came way too easily for her. I thought that her character was um, like she no sooner arrives on campus and that she she meets her boyfriend and she gets into the design class she wants to get into and everything, she gets a nice job and, and everything is just it's way too easy. It, everything just falls into place for her. I mean, it's mm-hmm. no—it's no wonder her roommate was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, you guys. Mom was rooting for Rebecca the whole time. <laughs> Mom was like, "I totally see where she's coming from." <laughs> <laughs> so, Hannah, what uh, about you? Oh, yeah. sorry. Well, Mom. that was 
that was also one of my very first notes. So like, good on you, mom. I was like, oh yeah, you definitely meet all of your friends and your boyfriend and get all the classes you want and a job on your first day of college. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I also wrote these dorms are huge and poorly lit, which is a strange <laughs> choice. <laughs> and then I also wrote so many boot cut jeans. <laughs> You guys are hitting all the stuff that I noticed right away. I also was like, how old is she? And saw that she was 30. Um, mm -hmm. And how very, there's like a very early, like a uh, casual date rape joke at the first party she goes to where they're both like laughing about how the punch is intentionally uh, too strong and they don't tell people so that girls will like pass out upstairs. And she's like, ha 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 ha. Well, and no, that's the guy she ends that. up dating. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, oops, I've had four cups, and that's supposed to happen after three. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, God, 2011 yeah. was dark times. <laughs> um, Yeah, and I also, like, because uh, I remember when this movie came out, and I guess because I haven't watched a horror movie from this era in a while, or, like, at least, like, a sort of, like, mediocre one like this, I forgot how sort of, like, uh like oddly tame the like tame and formulaic horror movies were at that time like there hadn't really been like a resurgence as there is now in like really like well done and artfully crafted horror especially even for like a wide audience so it was like wide audience horror movies were like cute girl cute nice virginal girl goes to place like something scary boy. happens scary stuff happens <laughs> like they have sex but it's just awkward shots of people's non-sexual body parts and heavy breathing <laughs> and then <laughs> Hannah, i don't know what you're talking about those uh, clavicles were very sexual i found them highly <laughs> erotic there was a shot of just her mouth and her mouth was closed and then her mouth just opened, but there was no sound. And I was like, what is that? Yeah, it was very when does strange. That come? Um, like, ugh. So I think I'm probably the only one here who had actually seen the movie uh, already. So I, no, I saw we this. We watched it together, Sophie. So that's how I saw it. Never mind. <laughs> Hannah and I watched it together. I have a great memory. Um. So everyone in this family is just forgetting memories they have with me. For better or for hey. worse. <laughs> Hannah, I remember I remember a lot of things, so don't worry. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I watched this movie for last night, and it was really funny because I made Jeremy watch it with me, and he mostly bought into it because of the ridiculous score, uh, or I should say soundtrack, and also the fact that uh, Ali Mashaka is in it because he really likes iZombie and it blew his mind when I showed him like Ali and AJ music videos from Disney Channel. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's her. Um, yeah, I I remembered this movie being kind of like silly and fun, which I think it definitely, for me, it lived up to. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's really ridiculous. Although it's funny because Hannah and I have talked off air, I think, about maybe doing the Katherine Heigl, Rosario Dawson movie, Unforgettable. 
uh, which I watched recently. And like watching this just made me want to watch that. So there will be an episode on that coming soon. I feel confident. <laughs> well, and Soph, have you seen Single White Female either? Yes. Because this movie, too, I was like, ah, this is, like, Single White Female is also goofy and ridiculous, but, like, better than this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Also, what's that one with Beyonce um, and Allie Larder? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, obsession? <laughs> obsessed? Obsessed! When she's got that classic, I'll show you crazy! Yeah, I think I haven't seen that full movie, but uh, both of the bad movie podcasts I like have covered it and commented on how when there's a scene in that movie where Allie Larder gets in the guy's car in like a trench coat with lingerie on underneath. And when she opens her coat, like her lingerie doesn't match and it's like weird. And it's like, why would anyone ever wear that? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm a sucker for an erotic thriller. And while this isn't quite that it's like it i mean it is it's like right there on that line of just like i love me a good silly movie about people with bad boundaries being i think i needed this movie to be uh and i feel weird saying this um with you here mother but um i do wish that this movie was uh had been more erotic it needed to be sexier (laughs) we need to be way way sexier um And sort of, I think one of the things for me that really hindered the sexiness of this movie is the fashion. And I want want to get into it because um, when this movie came out, 2011, Hannah and I were both in college. Yes, Hannah? Right? Um, Depending on what time in 2011, I was either graduating high school or starting college. But so we were both at an age where this clothing should have, I assume, would have felt relatively relatable to us. Um, it obviously feels differently now, but I'm wondering for you, mom, watching this movie, what you thought of the clothing, since like you were never a person who was like, I'm going to wear a vest and a scarf and a fedora at the same time. (laughs) And flared jeans. jeans. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I just kind of, I sort of figure that I'm out of touch with, um, with what people in college are wearing. So. So it didn't it didn't make sense to me, but I didn't know if it's just because I'm a different generation, maybe. Mommy, I want better for you. I want you to know. I want you to know you're not out of touch. This movie is out of touch. <laughs> I I dare say Because also also like um did you notice how everybody who's in the fashion industry in this movie wears a lot of terrible hats? Yeah. Yes. Like that was the that was like the late two thousands way of communicating somebody was in the fashion industry in movies because that happens in Devil Wears Prada too where it's like the people in fashion wear like like scarves and hats mm-hmm. and that's how you know they're edgy and they're in fashion um, just like her uh, or another classic late two thousands uh, fashion industry stereotype of the classic sexy straight male man in uh in fashion who's trying to sleep with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was gonna say like um i should i should just to be very clear and honest um in college and high school i did own multiple fitted vests (laughs) 
um as did I that's yeah so we we both definitely bought into that trend um but I I felt like I said to Jeremy at one point uh if I were to write a drinking game for this movie perhaps the only rule you would need is to drink every time someone is wearing a hat or a scarf or a vest (laughs) and if you ever see someone wearing all three you finish your drink and turn the movie off which would only get you about 10 minutes into the movie. True. Um, I also love that, like, Leighton Meester's character is supposed to be this, like, super wealthy uh, girl who has this massive closet, and Sarah, who is in the fashion industry, uh, is like, I love fashion. I've seen this stuff in Vogue. And, like, her clothes were fascinating to me. (laughs) And by fascinating, you mean terrible. I also love that um, that Sarah at one point was like helping her was lending her clothes and she lent her a like a jacket with the most gigantic exaggerated collar um, like a leather jacket with this which was trendy at the time this like um, asymmetrical gigantic collar on a leather jacket mm-hmm. and she's like it's vintage and it's like <laughs> no. <laughs> That's definitely not. It, it <laughs> isn't. They're <laughs> like, no way. <laughs> um, so because the three of us have all been to college and had varied roommate experiences, I thought, uh, would you both be comfortable talking a little bit about what it was like for you to go to college and be roomed with a stranger? Obviously, none of us had this experience. So um, I didn't have this experience, but I did have a roommate very briefly. When I transferred colleges um, my my senior year, because I transferred, it was a it was my depending on how you look at it, my first senior year or my second junior year, whatever makes you more comfortable <laughs> with the fact that I was in college for five years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I very briefly had a roommate who, um, much like this film, I discovered one day when she left that she had been drawing me. Ew. Oh, I don't think I knew that about her. That is very unsettling. Ooh. Yeah, that was that was just part like we just really weren't getting along. Mm-hmm. Her and I. Um, so I didn't live with her for very long. Um, I booked it out of there quite quick. Um, but that was one thing very early on. Uh she had like a thing for uh drawing like anime characters. Mm-hmm. Um so it was more like she had drawn me as an anime character. And I only realized that because of like the, the outfit that it was wearing was like something I had recently worn. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like necessarily that. It's not like she was drawing me while I was like sleeping or anything <laughs> like that. But it was also just like, we're not tight. So this is kind of weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, um, I mean, I had a roommate that I moved in with as a stranger uh, when I started college as a freshman and we got along great and we're still friends and I lived with her for three years, the three years I was at my first college. Um, and we got, always got along pretty well. Like I always say how we got along really well, but then once a year we would have like a massive fight over nothing and then yell at each other a bunch. (laughs) And then like two days later, be like, 
okay, we got that out of our system. Let's move on. Uh, and th- that particular and... roommate of yours has one of my all-time favorite stories from your college experience because she was this, like, very, very sweet girl. Um, and I remember you calling me one time. Or I don't – I wasn't there. I think you told me about it. But you were talking about someone with a friend of yours that you were upset about. And your roommate was in the room and you called her a cunt and then you apologized to your roommate. She goes, sometimes you got to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is sort of how I feel about that word. (laughs) Because it was like, I I got real angry and she was, it, it was and is like the sweetest sweetest girl and so I was like I'm so sorry (laughs) um but yeah she was great she used to let me listen to uh if I had a bad day she would let me like blast uh classical uh Chinese music (laughs) which is something I really like but not a lot of people are into (laughs) um so it was it was nice of her and we uh we actually lived in a forced double for an entire year and that is a room that was meant to be a single that they forced two people to live in where we had a bug problem that they had to have exterminators come in three different times for and a pipe that we both got burned on and the year after we lived there they turned it literally into a janitor's closet so we survived that together and did not um murder each other <laughs> like didn't <laughs> come anywhere close to this movie right so i'd that say we did a strong a, bond <laughs> we did a pretty good job <laughs> we hung in there <laughs> so uh mom hannah i know the answer to this but what was your freshman year like getting a roommate that you didn't know it was amazing um somehow i was paired with someone who on the outside uh we didn't have very much in common uh, but I think the we did have one thing in common, and that must be why they put us together as freshman roommates when we were both 17 years old. And she is my best friend to this day, many, many years later. And she's my godmother. Yeah, she's your godmommy. Yeah. So uh, um, mom had like that... mom had like the dream experience that everyone wants. Like mom mom had the experience that Rebecca wanted, but in a much more appropriate way. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because because you didn't have to force right. it. That's how it. That's right. why it worked out. So in my, well. my case, it just happened. And my favorite part about that was that when we met during freshman orientation. Um, I think it was my, it might've been the second night of freshman orientation. There was a a picnic at the president's uh, house and she and I were running around spitting watermelon seeds at people and several people commented. (laughs) They thought that we had been friends from before, like we had gone to the same high school and had come to college together already knowing each other because we hit it off so well right off the bat that people thought we must have been friends for a long time. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> That's what people think about Sophie and I. They they don't know that we um, actually just met. And... Wow. <laughs> it was a mere week ago that Hannah was theorizing that I am her imaginary friend. And now she's trying to say we just met each other. And Hannah... <laughs> I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what to say to you, my dude. I I mean, I guess we did meet a long time, a long time ago, but, um, you know, we we weren't that, we weren't that close. 
Okay, wait, okay, wait, wait, that just brings up something that's completely unrelated to this movie, but I just, I just, it has to be said. Okay, and, I'm, I'm very afraid. And it is sort of movie related. Um, so when Hannah was very young, uh, earlier, she must have been three, Hannah, maybe three or four years old, you had an imaginary friend named Iggy. And Iggy, uh, you would set up, you would tell me that you had play dates set up with Iggy. And then I was supposed to take you to Iggy's house after pre- preschool. And there was one time in particular that I, we were going over, oh, we were going over to somebody's house after um, school. And you thought that you, cause you had told me before school that day that, um, that you had a play date set up with Iggy. And that Iggy lived in a greenhouse. And so when we were driving over to our destination, you kept saying, as we would drive down these streets, you'd be like, that's not Iggy's house. Iggy doesn't live there. Iggy doesn't live in our... And I didn't know what was going to happen when we eventually got to where we were going and it wasn't Iggy's house. But the thing that was very odd to me is the name Iggy seemed completely taken, like pulled out of nowhere. And years later, when I watched the movie Fried Green Tomatoes, there was a character in that movie named Iggy. And I thought that was very strange. <laughs> Whoa, I did not know did that. Did they live in a greenhouse? <laughs> I don't know. but <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't think the house was green that Iggy lived in. I can't remember. But, um, but I always thought that it was so weird. I thought you had just made up this this name Iggy and then there was actually a character in the movie yeah and and listen mom I'm so glad that you're on the podcast because I think you can say things like that uh when I can't always and we did a movie last week about imaginary friends and I didn't bring up Iggy or Hannah's other two very memorable and (laughs) and lovely uh beautifully well-named imaginary friends uh gazebo and puss (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you did me such a such a service by I can't even believe that didn't occur to me we did a whole episode about imaginary friends and I never once mentioned how I was like a very had a prolific history of imaginary friends as a child (laughs) Hannah there was not a moment boogeyman all over this place (laughs) there was uh there was not a moment in that entire review when I was not acutely aware that you were not bringing it up and so I didn't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't believe I didn't talk about any of them at all. And yeah. even just now, They're all like... boogie persons now because of you <laughs> leaving them out of the podcast. Um, you don't know. We're still, we're still in touch. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You and Puss. Uh, just, yeah. Puss and I, we still, you know, well, obviously right now we can't like physically see each other because it's too dangerous. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but I do Zoom. I do Zoom with all three of them. <laughs> Oh, that must be so nice. Is Iggy still in a greenhouse? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Um, Iggy actually, unfortunately, hasn't had, I should say, had um, a horrific gambling addiction oh. um, not not too long ago. So uh, okay. he, he lives... I don't know. This is getting dark. <laughs> he lives in a van down by, down the, by river. the river. <laughs> um, but Sophie, I was going to say that in your questioning about 
asking mom and I specifically about our experiences with having like a roommate move in, I thought you were sort of teeing it up to then uh, discuss how that was for you as a child to have things be going a certain way and then suddenly <laughs> have a roommate, a stranger, <laughs> a roommate. You. A roommate who to this day insists that we have only just met and or that I am her imaginary friend. <laughs> despite the fact despite the fact that I insisted on sleeping in your bed quite often when we were children. Yeah, I don't remember if I told this story on the podcast, but Hannah and I used to share a queen size bed. Uh, and Hannah, as you might imagine, if you've heard more than 30 seconds of this podcast, has a lot of energy. And also... <laughs> it it can't be contained. So she, she's going to interrupt you. She's going to make weird jokes. She's going to sing songs. She's going to do whatever she wants. And that uh, continues long into the evening hours. And when we were growing up, I was not a night owl. In fact, dear listener, you may be shocked to learn that I, I liked to go to bed early and also I could get very crabby when I wasn't allowed to do so. And so Hannah and I were, were uh, two ships crashing into each other in the middle of a very uh, sleepless night. And there was one night where Hannah would not stop talking and I assume like impersonating movie characters. And so I just get, said to her, I was probably 11 and I said, Hey, there's this new thing called sleep. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> Hannah did not take the bait. And so I went to sleep in the bathtub because Hannah wouldn't be quiet. But then Hannah didn't want to sleep alone. So she <laughs> also came to sleep in the bathtub. And I know what you're thinking. We must have had a giant bathtub. No, we didn't. It was a regular size bathtub. <laughs> and our mom came home from work because she worked overnight <laughs> and found the two of us asleep in the tiny bathtub and there was water dripping on us and we were just uh i assume sleeping there like i i pictured that i was asleep with like my fists clenched and i was very angry and hannah was just like smiling and spooning me and like whispering in her sleep i assume i am proud to say that i think um if you asked any person i've ever dated they'd basically say the same thing <laughs> still exists <laughs> What's funny, though, is I know for a fact that you are not a snuggler, and I can't help but feel that I maybe dissuaded you from being a snuggler after spending years sharing a bed with me, where I was like, please be quiet and stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's a lot, of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people along the way who are like, just let me hold you. And I'm like, please don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but guys, back to the movie at hand. I know that uh, it's 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 a rough go because it's really not a super fun movie. But I do want to talk about a couple things. Um, this will probably be more exciting for Hannah than it is for you, Mom. But Hannah, I assume that you notice that this movie features both Cat Graham and Nina Dobrev of Vampire Diaries fame. Um, absolutely, I noticed that. Um, and one thing I also noticed about that that I thought was funny is that this movie is all people who look the same so Jeremy kept saying that too. so like Leighton Meester and Minka Kelly look identical basically yes. um and then when Nina Dobrev popped up I was like god damn it she looks just like them too <laughs> but <laughs> I then, think are we maybe to understand that like 
uh, Rebecca, Leighton Meester's character, has a type, like Minka Kelly and Nina Dobrev. They, like, give Leighton Meester blonde hair in this movie to make us think she looks a little <laughs> bit different, even though she looks then, the same. But then um, the guy, the actor who plays Steve, her, like, Minka Kelly's new boyfriend, then they show her uh, ex-boyfriend Jason later, and they look exactly the same, too. So Yeah, I was she like, also has a type. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, did they purposefully choose people, like, all people who look exactly the same? Like, it was very odd. Hey, everyone, Sophie here. We had a really great episode this week, content-wise, but as you may have heard at the top, we had some recording issues, and part of the issue that I ran into when trying to edit is that there was a large section where our audio tracks weren't synced up and we were all talking over each other. Unfortunately, that means we lost our ratings, but I can let you know that uh, none of us liked this movie and I did not give it five Bloody Marys. So we apologize for the missing audio and we hope you stick with us to the end of the episode. Thanks, guys. All right. So for those of you who have been listening the last couple of weeks, you know that we have sort of been switching it up a little bit for In Lady or News. The last couple of weeks we have talked about uh, creative ventures and businesses that are uh, female run that we want to promote. This week I'm doing something a little bit different and it's going to be really stretching the definition of in lady or news. So I hope you all will bear with me. But one of the things that has really been getting me through the last couple of weeks is that John Krasinski from the office has started a show called some good news on YouTube. So once a week he records what feels very much like a broadcast news show where he just talks about nice things that are happening. So in the first episode, one of the stories that he talks about is a young girl who finishes her final chemotherapy treatment and it's during quarantine. So no one can be around her to celebrate. And so all of her friends and relatives and neighbors parked up and down her street so that when she drove home, they were all there to cheer her on. Um, and then John Krasinski had her on the show and interviewed her. Um, so I want to, in particular, plug their Twitter account, which shared an awesome video that felt very relevant since we're going to have this episode with our mom on. There was a woman in Philadelphia. She appears to be in a skyscraper right next to the Schuylkill, and she caught a very rare optical illusion, and it is a video in which it looks like the um, rainbow is like a full circle. You can see like the full arc over the city, but then because she's up so high, when she looks down, you can see it, like, continue into a full circle. Um, and it's really cool. So that is our plug this week for a thing to just make you feel a little bit chipper. I hope that all of you during this, this weird and uncertain time are finding things uh, that make you laugh or make you smile, things that are pretty. Um, and I think that's a really meaningful thing for all of us to do right now, if we like can. our mother. Yeah. Aww. Like we're so <laughs> grateful to have you on the show, mom. Like, I don't know that we would have thought to have you as a guest, but I think having quarantine, we got the idea that it'd be fun to have more folks come join us. Uh, and you were the first person we thought to ask. Well, thank you. And you, this is your podcast debut. You did a great job. You sound like a real pro. <laughs> I don't know about that, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're a natural. Uh, those of you who are listening, we're going to do, Hannah and I talked about this a little bit last week, but we're going to do a virtual brunch this weekend. We're going to watch Lost Boys. The uh, scheduling for that will be forthcoming, but by the time this episode comes out, the time will be announced on Twitter, uh, as will the means that 
through which we're going to do it. I'm hoping that we can maybe do like a big Google Hangout or Zoom. But if not, we will do something like uh, YouTube commentary where you can watch Hannah and I watch Lost Boys. You can watch it with us. Uh, and that way we can all have a nice boozy brunch together and watch Lost Boys, which is a, a family favorite. Um, if you want to connect with the show, you can look us up on Twitter. We are at the number 28 days lady underscore ER. You can also find us uh, on the emails. Our email address is 28 days later at gmail.com. And if you want to find our mom on Twitter, she is at going to make tea. You'll know it's the right profile because the profile picture is Joaquin Phoenix from signs with tinfoil on his head. Mm -mm. Uh, and then you'll know you found our mother on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> She's only like one step above me in her uh, use of social media. Yeah, Hannah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> Listen, Hannah, to be fair, mom got Marco Polo before you. Mom has Instagram. Mom is on Twitter. Mom, you have Instagram? I do. Wow. Yeah, Ma I would dare say that mom is a few steps ahead of you in technology, my dear sister. I was just thinking about how this whole quarantine thing, you know, with this virtual brunch and all this is like really forcing me to make myself uh, accessible on the internet. It's been, yep. it's been tough Do times. <laughs> <laughs> and Hannah, the fact that you don't have Instagram means that you have not been able to watch our brother's quarantine hot takes, which oh, have been yeah. the highlight of my existence for yep. the last three weeks. Uh, Aunt, everybody keeps telling Aunt me Judy, that. Aunt Judy got up early. One morning a couple weeks ago, she was up super early. And so Uncle Andrew texted me and he said, Judy got up early this morning and I asked her, why she was up so early and what she was doing. And she said, I went in to meditate and then I had to watch the latest episode of hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> they're really good, Hannah. You should get Doug to show them all to you on his Instagram. Cause it's there. It's, it's really, uh, it's something special. Yes. I'll try, but I forgot to tell you guys that, um, this whole thing has been a front and uh I say Doug, but it's 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 really edgy. He's <laughs> oh he's living with me now because of his, oh, crippling, his crippling gambling addiction. Gambling addiction. Uh, mm -hmm. and so he came over for a weekend, then quarantine happened and you know, now we're a month in. It's a complicated, uh tense environment over here. Wow. Well, I'm really glad that he uh, that you had a bond that he could count on in these tough times. Yeah, we really had actually fallen out of touch, but he showed up. So what can you do? <laughs> um, now, Mom, you've listened to some episodes of the show. And usually when Hannah and I record, we're on video. So we can try to sync this up. But we're going to do it with no video. So uh, Hannah's going to say our weekly salute. And then we're all going to try to clink at the same time oh okay all right hannah you're on